Hey, welcome to another episode of Talking Mindset with Murph. I'm D-Mac. I'm alongside our founder and CEO, Brian Murphy. Murph, good morning. D-Mac, great to be with you. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's wrap up this series where we're going back and uh, just looking at, at Trevor's uh, Trevor Moad's you know keynotes and just just taking a little bit of uh, from them and some of the wisdom that he shared here. And and this one, uh, this this last one in this three part uh, series is going to be around uh, this idea that that we are the sum total of the things that we do. So I just want to play this audio clip and then let's just unpack it from here. Love it. I am the sum total of the things I do. And when Maria Sharapova at 16 years old was getting ready to do something nobody done in tennis, one of the most important things for her to understand was to go ahead and get that, you just got to do the things that really good tennis players do. Now you can wait for five years to get experience because the world says you can't win a major till you're 21 or 22. But if you want and you do the things that you need to do, you can go ahead and go win Wimbledon at 16. She said, well, I prefer to, is there any reason why I got to wait the five years? Is it like a Best Buy thing or, you know, like, is there, is there any reason? I said, no. So she went out at 16 years old and won Wimbledon, right? And, and, and so being exceptional is about behaviors. I am the sum total of the things I do. And they finished up there with being exceptional is about behaviors. And again, as simple as this is, it's an extremely powerful concept. Let, let's just unpack this a little bit more. I think about that. It, you know, someone once told me, um, you know, a friend of mine, and and uh, he's a out in San Francisco now, running a uh, venture capital fund to fund investment firm. Uh, and he once told me that a high school coach told him that uh, he can't be disciplined in one area of his life, but not another area of his life, and expect to be great. I always thought that was impactful. Um, now, his father is Ronnie Lott, uh, you know, Hall oh. of Fame, uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest safeties sure. to ever play, and and uh, so he he dealt with that pressure growing up, right? Yeah. Uh, but he didn't hear that from his dad. It was from a high school football coach that uh, asked him, "Hey, uh, you know, do you think you're a disciplined person?" And he's early in the weight room. He says, "Yes." He's like, "Well, do you get straight A's?" "Yes, I do." You know, is your room clean? "No, it's not." Do you do, you know, do you help your mom out with things? Not always. Well, you can't call yourself disciplined if you're not working to be disciplined in all areas of your life, right? And so I think it's you know, it's kind of what I think about when I hear Trevor say that. Um yeah. is, you know, and I and look, we all struggle with it, right? You know, I've 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 grown this company. It's real easy for me to to make an excuse around, you know, physical health and and you know, eating the right things and performing um, for myself, showing up for myself, it's real easy to blame the company or I'm, I'm doing this other thing over here, but, um, but that's an excuse. Sure. Right. Yeah. That's me not being willing, um, not making a conscious decision, um, to be excellent in everything that I do. Yeah. That's, uh, that's so true. I mean, you think about, I mean, just how important it is because, it's really tough to compartmentalize our lives, right? If, if one thing breaks down, it's going to impact something else, right? I mean, if, if, we, if we suffer in our job, it'll probably, we'll suffer in probably our physical health and probably our family life too because we're not doing well at work. Or if we're, if we're struggling at home, right? And there's a, probably a good chance I'm going to struggle at work too, right? It's like, like we're whole, we are whole people, right? I mean, we're holistic people and, and it is true. And it's, you know, there's that old saying, how you do anything's how you do everything type thing. And it is, it's, um, it's just not a recipe for a long-term sustained success 
to think about, well, I'll just have discipline here and then everything else I can do whatever I want. That's yeah. just not, that's a, that's more of a recipe for, you know, one and done. Well, I think about that. Um, I, I tell people a lot of times, um, you know, I've been, Renee and I've been married, uh, or together for 17 years, married for coming up on 16 years. And, uh, I tell her all the time. And I tell people around that if she and I aren't good, I can't go be good and everything else that I do. So I've learned over time, you know, that, that her and I have to be good in our relationship and are a good place because it's hard for me to go do what we do uh, here at ReliQuest and how we grow or in our community involvement or really anywhere else and, and, and really um, operate at the level you need to operate yeah. um, to do what we're, we're in the middle of doing right now if you, you, you're not doing your best at home. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's a I don't believe in a work life balance. I've learned in life there's a blend yeah. and you have to keep that blend level. Right. And I can't imagine what you've seen. You, yeah. You've lived a life being on the road, you know, whole three quarters of the year gone. Yep. Right. Yep. And so I just feel like uh, performance. I've got to be accountable to myself and self-aware when I'm not. Uh, performing equally across all areas of my life. Yeah. And performance is about behaviors, right? I know we talk all the time about mindset because that's where it all starts, but behaviors are just a product of right. Generally how we're thinking. So that's why we talk so much about mindset, but like I've been around a lot of athletes or high performing individuals that like, well, I read this book, you know, or I heard this podcast and, and, and they feel good about that. And it's like, oh, great. What'd you learn from it? Oh, I learned this, this, and this. And then you look at their life and they don't do any of it. Yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like, well, wait a minute. Right. Yeah. It's like success is not about reading the book. Success is about applying some sort of principle in there that fits within your life. It's not copying maybe everything that person wrote, but it's like, how does this work for my life? How does it work within the environment I'm in? How does this work with the team I'm on? Yeah. And then committing to doing that and having the discipline to behave that way every day, right? The book's not going to make you better. What makes you better is you doing maybe that thing, that one thing that fits within your environment or your team. It's Yeah, it's one thing to be able to quote, take notes out of a book. And <laughs> right. people chase those shiny objects. Like, sure. I'm going to work 25,000 hours. I'm going to, you know, the ocean is bright blue. The, all of these strategy books, and I've read them all. But if you don't carve out, what does this mean for me? Yeah. What am I going to do with it? And it may not fit. I tell people all the time, hey, enjoy the book. But when you look at, does this fit into ReliQuest? Right. And if it doesn't, that's okay. You still read a great book and you enjoyed the book and you appreciated their opinion. But not everything. We don't have to go paint a big flywheel on the wall because we you know, read you know, Good to Great or some book. Right. right? It's It's... You've got to apply things to you yourself and uniquely be you. The other thing I'd say is who you have around you matters. Oh, yeah. Who you have around you matters. So for me, I have great people in my life, my wife being one of them, to check me yeah. when I'm not balancing things, right? I have you, right? Yeah. So a lot of people don't realize after every time we have a meeting, what do I do? You ask me, how did I do? What yeah. did you see? Yeah. Yeah. How do I get better? How do I right? get better? Yeah. You yeah. know, Dr. Mike Heim, a lot of people see his posts on Yammer. You know, he is someone in my ear who is unafraid to tell me, Murph, if you keep, you know, if you do not take care of yourself, there's a day of reckoning coming. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I do not allow people around me that aren't going to be honest and truthful to me. There's a trust, right? And, and so I think that's an important aspect of this. Yeah, no doubt. And that, because those people are going to help you 
behave in a certain way, right? Which kind of goes back to, you know, what, what Trev's talking about, where it's like we are the sum of all the things that we actually do, do, you know? And, um, but it does, again, start with mindset. It does start with having people around us that can hold us accountable because left to ourselves, right, we're just, we get lazy sometimes, you know? And that's the importance of having accountability uh, around you. And I think about when he talked about, Maria Sharapova winning Wimbledon at age 16, you know, and the same things happened in the P- 16 years old. <laughs> right. I just started driving. Yeah, she's yeah. like, you know what? Maybe, well, I didn't have time to drive. Yeah. Right? So right? I'm going to get that yeah. license later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think, I mean, this happens in sport and we've seen a, a huge shift in how uh, many great young athletes are really storming leagues, right. And taking over leagues, whether it's, you know, Patrick Mahomes or you look on the PGA tour, it was Tiger Woods a while ago, but now it's Brooks Kepka, you know, and uh, players like that. Baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, I mean, shoot, I mean, the list goes on. But the, the reason why that's happening is because it used to be this, this imposed psychological limitation that you had to, like, wait your turn to win. You used to have, like, oh, hey, you got to learn the ropes first. You got to, you know, earn your keep. You know, you, you can't really say much. You just kind of show up and see how the old guys do it, old girls do it, whatever, you know, sport you're in. And then once you learn that, then, then you can win. Like you got to earn the right to win. And, and finally, that psychological limitation, you know, especially in the PGA Tour when Tiger Woods came along, just blew that out of the water. It's like, I don't have to wait for anything. I'm going to behave in a way that winners do right now at 18, 19, 20 years old, and I'm going to start winning majors right away. And now we see a lot more young athletes having success earlier because they're realizing, like, I don't have to wait for permission to be great yeah. later. Like, I can act and, and do the things that champions do today so i can be successful today it's a choice it is it really is a choice yeah yeah it really is and it, it's um but that choice comes from some wisdom around some other people too right yeah. you know it's yeah. uh yeah. it's like well, saying, like, i'm gonna do this you know it's like well hold on like see what success looks like around you right like what like what are champions doing it's kind of like um you know trev mentioned where it's like hey what what are the previous wimbledon champions like what do they do like how do they train you know do you get there at 6 a.m when they're well no i get there at 8 a.m well you should probably get there at 6 a.m what do they do at 6 a.m i don't know what they do but they get there at 6 a.m so you should probably show up then yeah and figure out what they're doing and then you can start training accordingly you know if i think about that in the context of ReliQuest, a lot of people will ask me in onboarding or you know, we're starting back up our leadership academies and questions around, hey, you know, what does good look like at ReliQuest? Well, you have plenty of examples around you. You know, ReliQuest TV, uh, you know, and that team films the Exponent series. We've got plenty of, you know, make it possible moment. That's what good looks like. And and that is not a, you know, show up at 10, leave at 3, right? That is doing what's necessary to execute for the customer. And, you know, I think that uh, as a company, I say this a lot, um, I, I – for years, I've always said, I really don't care what the industry says we should do or a textbook says we should do or some self-help book. What should ReliQuest do? Like, what should we do in this moment? And we don't hire anyone. We're a 700-person organization. We don't hire anyone to come in and do it their way. We hire them to come in and do it our way, and that's how we get the scale. That's, you know, if you've got 700 people using... A, a certain terminology and, and running a certain playbook and doing things a certain way, we hire 60 people to come in and try and do it different, we're not going to win as much, right? And so we have to be beholden to who we are, our values, um, you know, our mindset as an organization. And those things are, are so critical, simple concepts, but, but people miss that. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's extremely 
important point, right? I mean, University of Alabama does this too, right? I mean, you know, Nick Saban hires some of the best coaches in the country and they come in to work at the University of Alabama. But you know how they operate when they're at the University of Alabama? The way the University of Alabama exactly operates. Right. That's it. Yeah. Like they don't like Nick Saban doesn't need you to come in and do it your way yes. because there's already a hundred people within that org that know the way that Alabama does things. Yes. Like, yeah. and if you come in and try to change those, like you're going to jack up the whole thing, yeah. right? And the reason why they are successful year after year after year after year with different coaches coming and going is because they have established a way that you come in, you buy into, you operate that way, and. If you don't want to operate that way, you can leave. It doesn't mean they yeah. don't evolve, right? Oh, you absolutely. look at Alabama oh, five years ago, it was a defense-dominant run the run ball. ball. Yeah, now yeah. we've had some of the top quarterbacks coming out of there, throwing around, For you know, sure. airing it out. So you evolve, right? but the identity, the, the core values, the right. fundamental approach, the tone of voice, the swagger has never changed. And never those are exactly. the things that have to stay the same. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, thanks for uh, making that point for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Reliquist, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, and, and hope that that you got enough uh, value out of this as as we did. You know, always checking back in uh, and just listening to some of the wisdom from from Trevor, and and just a, a reminder that you are a sum of all the things that that you do. Great to be with you, RQ. Glad to be working with you. Thanks, D Mac. Thanks, Eddie, with a Y. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>